0: Doctor, uh, should we worry about how the karma is affecting us? Means past karma is affecting us, or is, uh, is practice sufficient enough to take care of that? Like, is it uh, necessary to worry about such things like how the karma is uh, playing out in your life? Yeah, all, all it really you have to do is be aware right now but what you're feeling. Uh, it's the reality of now—you don't need to know why. It's just like this. So, so you know, when we start asking why, then we try to analyze, and and uh, we get caught up in in, uh, in our own thinking mind again. Where when we. When we just recognize this awareness, then it, you just recognize it's like this, then you're aware of a, the impermanence of what you're feeling. And that's a direct knowing, you know. It, it, as soon as you try to figure out why you feel like this, then it goes back into the self-view. What I found a little frustrating in Buddhism is. You know, for being an Arahant, as the commentary, you, know, you need to practice uh, or you, it's, uh, one uncountable that 400,000 ENs uh, and for Pachika Buddha, you know, double of this, it is so incredibly long. You know, when you, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, know it's, you know, one EN <laughs> is already so long, then you uh, 400, and one uncountable, only for being a, you know, you, you say maybe... You know, this it's uh, very frustrating. to This is extreme, uh, unbelievable, long time. Yeah, the religions tend to use hyperbole, you know, exaggeration, because actually the the Buddhist teaches about here and now, uh, and like, like when, you know, if you like the ten fetters, then you know, if you let go of these ten fetters then that's our own there's twelve you know formally the formal is the uh, four noble truths three aspects to each truth twelve insights are on ship so well, I mean but, it but you need to departments for it <laughs> yeah, but then, you see that's something you create you know you read it in a book and you you think I mean, how many do I only have a million lifetimes more before <laughs> <laughs> When I was in the Tibetan tradition, to the problem they tree saying, I e- you should be aiming for tree countless eons in the future to attain Samas and Buddhahood. And then they um, you know, you can attain Arhat in one lifetime. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, I mean, it, that's the way language works, you know, time. Well, when I come here now, I'm hearing, like, you know, again, the countless eons being Uh, and time is a, is another empty condition, you know. It's the creation. So, like, like time is, uh, it's akalika dhamma, akaliko, uh, is timeless. Well, what is that? You know, because where, these are, your body's about time, it's born, it's this age, it gets old and dies, or, a sensory experience is always about beginning and ending and, and, and then we live and our reality is time. We have clocks and calendars and diaries and, and, and then a, you know, ancient time, modern time and past history and the future. You know, we, we, we always look to the future where for, you know, success and fulfillment, or fear that we'll fail. You know, you, when you die, you will you go to hell or to heaven? Or to you were born in some low state, or will you... Is there just nothing? Is there just oblivion? You know, when you're dead, you're dead, that's finished. Don't worry about it. You don't know. You're not dead yet. You're still breathing in human form. No matter what anybody tells you about you're being reincarnated or you go to heaven or hell or there's nothing you just oblivion the reality of this moment for all of it is we don't know because we haven't died physically died so then they um, well then you observe death not from because you have to wait till your body dies but you can observe the cessation of conditions in your mind the same thing. Death, physical death, is just cessation, the end of the form. You know, the word is, you know, it's no longer a conscious form, just decaying conditions. And so, um, so then, you know, you don't have to wait for that. You can, you can have the insight through just observing your own thoughts or emotions, because the. A, a rising, ceasing. It applies to that's the pattern of all conditioned phenomena. You know, it's not a matter of it's physical. And if you begin to, like Lumpa Chah, you, you used to say, die before you die. You know, so this is uh is uh You know, you do you you observe death before your physical body dies. And that's like nirodha, the cessation of condition. You have insight, you observe the depth of, or the end of a of, of a arrow, or a thought, or a feeling. And as you kind of make note of it, you know, then fear of death falls away, because you just, you know, it's what ways and cars operate. But you're you're observing that not you're not dying with each you know you, you don't go into oblivion every time a thought <laughs> passes through your mind you still there's still consciousness that has a you know continuity that allows birth and death to take place or beginning and ending and so you your your refuge is in this consciousness rather than in the the uh, particular. Condition that arises and ceases. See, so they call it amatatamma, or the deathless reality. And that's where the, this is where the, you know, like when we think of anatta, or no self, we, you know, people find that difficult because, you know, we, we seem to be a separate self, you know, and so you know the one thing I know is that I'm this person here, and I feel this way, and I'm separate from you. But if you, if you, to to recognize anatta, non-self, you let go of thinking and attachment to memories and. Views about yourself. You're not annihilating them. You're just releasing your your blind holding. What's left when when there's no self is is a conscious awareness, and it, it, it's not a self. For you know, the, if if I say uh, that's mine, then I'm creating a self into it. So you don't create anything, and you just recognize it and 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 uh, appreciate it because it is a a matter It's, it's uh, you know the deathless, rather than just an empty state and, uh, of nothingness. Or, you know, you don't become unconscious and and uh, fall asleep, you, there's an alert awareness that sustains itself. We don't create it, it's not not with what we create, it's what happens when we stop creating what we recognize. So like when the ten feathers and the four stages like Arahant would be total letting go of, of the feathers, no longer deluded in any way or attached to them, so it would be pure conscious awareness in an individual form, but it wouldn't be a person, You know, it's not a person anymore, it's reality. But then we can say so and so is in our heart, then we create, then we, we form a sense of somebody has become one, because that's how language works. You know, language is, it has that limitation you know. it's all about you know creating forms so <clears throat> see, I think in Vesutimaga one of those it says there's the path but nobody there's nobody on the path and I used to think that's sounded depressing. You know, there's this power nobody nobody's <laughs> going on it. <isn't? laughs> <laughs> Su- suffering is, but there's no sufferer. <laughs> <laughs> the path is, but no one walks the <laughs> And so, and, you know, they realize that the power, there's no, nobody, there's no person on it anymore. There's, there is this, which is reality. But you're not creating anybody to. To, to be walking on this path, <laughs> and this is where your thinking mind stops. But those there your thinking mind can only go so far, and then you have to let it go, because <coughs> thinking is is a creation, you know. So we, you know, we create languages, and they're, they're conven- you know, they're useful, but. They're also created for living in the world and, and, and about discrimination and, and quality, quantity. It's about this is bigger than that or quality, this is better than that or, you know, it's blue or red or it's form uh, or, you know, it's shape and form. Is the uh, is the conditioned realm, and so we create that. And language is how we we bind ourselves to forms as our real world. And so, like in Paticha Samuppada, you know, your your dependent origination, you it's an exploration of that that process from Avijja, Bhaje Sankara, Sankara Bhaje Vinnana. As long as there's ignorance of Dhamma, then that influences how we interpret everything. And it always ends up with dukkha. Sokha pariteva tuka toma You know, the, you know, you start out with the vicha and the result is dukkha. Like a vicha is not understanding dhamma, not knowing reality. And then it gives that whole structure, you know, how from consciousness, mm-hmm. nama rupa, mm-hmm. salayatana, so uh, pasta, wait in the dhanha, upatana, and so forth. And you can kind of explore that in your mind. Like, like, uh, Ajahn is always talking about upatana, attachment out of ignorance, dhanha upatana. So, like, you You've got the (coughs) desire and attachment to desire, and that you can you know that's a good place to start. Just change your attitude towards desire. To you know, because sometimes with the English language, we tend to to desire has a kind of pejorative meaning. You know, say somebody has a lot of desires, you're not complimenting them. (laughs) <laughs> you know the, the greedy people but this is a desire realm and and desire is like this You a know, desire to for sense pleasure desire for becoming something you know you're not content with where you are you got the desire to become rich or powerful or enlightened or be, desire to become an arhat a desire to get rid of things, you know. You want to get rid of your anger, get rid of your doubts or worries and, and emotional states. You don't like them, you want to get rid of them. It's a desire. And it can be very righteous, you know, to get, get rid of greed. Seems You know, that's going the right way. We shouldn't be greedy. Uh, we should be content with our requisites, whatever they might be, and then we feel guilty because we're not, we, sh- we want to get rid of greed so we can be content, and you never succeed at that. <laughs> but it's through, through observing like Dhanha, because desire can't see desire, but awareness can See, can know desires like this: karma danta, power danta, He can actually, you know, it's very clearly stated in the second noble truth. He, 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 you know, I found that those three categories very helpful because, like vipa or desire to get rid of things was was my big problem. I was a control freak. I was always trying to control things to get rid of. Them bad mental states, or, you know, get rid of suffering, get rid of greed, hatred, delusion, it was, you know, wanting to become perfect, power done, I wanted to become free from these these forces by annihilating them, of course, you can't do it on that way, because I didn't understand that desire, and... Uh, and, and then I didn't, I didn't understand upadana, or attachment to desire. So I spent two years just contemplating the teacher's in my mind, and uh, and I found it very helpful, you know, and and, and because these teachings are really out- skillful means too explore consciousness. Like the Four Noble Truths, Paticca Samuppada. <clears throat> and then <clears throat> the ten fetters, the four stages. You know, like you you got the first three fetters are Sakaditi, Silapattava, Masa, and They're all created by human beings. They're not, you know, they're they're, they're, they're creations of that we create a self, we create a world, we create a, a society, we create and we create a language. So we're, these are all, you know, common to. We have different languages or whatever, but the whole point is that these are creations by human beings after they're born. Where your body is natural, you know, it's a tamacha, It's it's like you know it's, it's just it is what it is human body and consciousness and this is a sense realm so you're going to feel laid enough but but then we create this because we have memory and language and we have desires and we don't understand ourselves so we create the world in our mind and then like in but teach a as you explore that, and it, it you know, it gives you ways of investigating, get a kind of different perspectives on the same thing. But you're always looking here. It's not not like intellectual, but it's intuitive. What is Upatana And what is letting go? Because the insight into the signal to let go of this grasping. And then uh, letting go, ploy one, is like, is it an annihilating desire, you know, getting rid of it, or, or is it just like this, you know, let go of this cloth, I don't have to throw it away, I can just set it down, I'm no longer clinging to that cloth. <laughs> Because it's useful, you know, I can hold it when I need it, and, but I'm not clinging out of ignorance, you know. And so, like, like letting go is like learning to just let things be what they are in, in your mind, you know. You're not trying to annihilate them, but you're letting them be. And then, then they teach you about impermanence and... Uh, show you the path of the way to Neroda or the cessation of maybe uh, of <coughs> anger or lust or doubt or worry, or your cultural conditioning, you know, you learn how to recognize it, and you're letting go, you're not trying to destroy it, but you're no longer just blindly holding on to things like you were. And then, uh, then the Nirodha side of it uh, is where you know, the, when you are mindful, then the whole thing, the whole thing collapses. So you have Samkhya, Nirodha, and so forth. And and so then, the, the, it's not about annihilating; it's the, the cessation of of the worlds we create. And then that leads to peace and wisdom. So there's like this this awakeness, you know, wake up type of teaching. It's just it's not you know it's just learning how to to reflect and observe your own attachments. It's not about Trying to become someone who's not attached to anything, but testing it out, experimenting, like it's all about getting the only soul, you know, that kind of going deep and observing in something, you know, it's not just an intellectual understanding, profound. And then you have insight knowledge rather than just a lot of knowledge about. Buddhism. Yes, I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anything I say before reflection, you know, I'm not trying to trying to encourage you to trust yourself more to 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 be this knowing, observing other than you know, spending your monastic life always trying to get things or get rid of things. Which is easy to do, you know. Try to get rid of your kalesis and try to become an Arahant and and, you know, people that try to do that never (coughs) succeed and they become disillusioned with it. But and so it's like like encouraging you to like this wake up and uh, puto and then this kind of empowering you to use these forms, these teachings, so for wisdom rather than just accumulating more knowledge about Buddhism. It's, it's they're actually aids, helpful directions, and they're very skillful. I don't see any anything else that could compare you know, the practical clarity of the Buddhist teaching and then it gives you vocabulary, gives you it uh, gives you a way of living your life uh, and uh, that is blameless you know, if you live rightly in the monastic world it's a blameless Way to live, and you. But you're not rejecting society; you're enhancing it, like the sangha in parent enhances Thailand. Mm-hmm. It's not like, uh, even though you know people say it you know, was corrupt monks, but it's supposed to be. You know, individuals are corruptible, but the teaching here is pure. It's, it's uh, not not a corrupt teaching in any way. What you're doing is up to you, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't force you to practice. I and tyr- tyrannize you. You've <laughs> got <laughs> <laughs> You uh, <you're> inspire us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we need.